0: Welcome, this is Raphael
1: and Catalina.
0: You are now about to take your next step in the Serenity Centering Journey. Welcome to the Serenity Centering Journey. Tonight, we'll be breaking down another quote. I'm delighted to be here with my beautiful co-host, Catalina, and I'm Raphael. And without any further ado, Catalina read us today's quote.
1: So the quote is by Elizabeth Barrett Browning and the quote is God's gifts put man's best dreams to shame.
0: God's gifts put man's best dreams to shame. Ah, I like it, Catalina. What do you think about that? I know you got something good for us. (laughs) I
1: I love the quote. I think it's great. And it reminds me to uh remember the things in my life that maybe didn't feel like blessings at the time but wound up turning into these really incredible better than the good stuff blessings so to speak you know and it actually reminds me of a a a, i don't know what you'd call it but a story or a fable where this guy's going through life and things happen to him and as things happen people you know say oh it seems like bad luck or seems like good luck and the guy says, oh, I don't know, you know, but things turn out to necessarily not be what they think. And I, I think you might have been the one who told it to me. I did tell you that is? story,
0: yeah. I don't remember it, the whole thing, but I, I like where you're going. It's this idea that – it's the idea and, it, and it's in our reflection. If you if you look at our Instagram account, we I talk about the seemingly good or the seemingly bad. I use the word seemingly because we don't always know what, necessary, what necessarily is bad and what necessarily is good. And very often, things in the short term that seem bad end up being very good. And things in the short term that ends up seeing good can sometimes seem bad. We don't necessarily know. And the story that Catalina is referencing...
1: I actually have it here. Okay, go for it, Catalina. So it is a Chinese fable. Okay. And it's called Good Luck, Bad Luck, Who Knows Chinese Fable. Mm. And it says, many years ago, a wise peasant lived in China. He had a son who was the apple of his eye. He also was the proud owner of a fine white stallion, which everyone admired. One day, his horse escaped from his grounds and disappeared. The villagers came to him one by one and said, You are such an unlucky man. It is such bad luck that your horse escaped. The peasant responded, Who knows? Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's good. The next day, the stallion returned, followed by 12 wild horses. The neighborhood visited again and congratulated him on his luck. Again, he said... "'Who knows? Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad.' "'As it happened, the next day his son was attempting to train one of the wild horses "'when he fell down and broke his leg. "'Once more came their condolences. It's terrible again,' he replied." Who knows? Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. A few days passed and his poor son was limping around the village with his broken leg when the emperor's army entered the village, announcing that a war was starting and they were enrolling all young men of the village. However, they left the peasant's son since he had a broken leg. Everyone was extremely jealous of the peasant. They talked about his sheer good luck while the old man just muttered, Who knows? Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad.
0: Yeah, no, really good stuff. And, you know, I've heard different variations of it. And, you know, like someone goes into a hospital and then they're like, oh, wow, that's bad luck. And then he has a nurse and that nurse later becomes his wife. And they're like, wow, that's really good luck. And then he marries the nurse and everything's great because the nurse's family has money. And they're like, wow, really good luck. And the the nurse's family buys them a home. And they're like, wow, really good luck. And then he's like, no, it's not so great because... They have a mother-in-law and they're like, and, and she's really tiren- um She's really tyrannical, tyrannical. Thank you. <laughs> she's a Tyrosaurus Rex. No. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh man, bad luck. They're like, well, it's not so bad luck. They have a cook. They're like, oh man, good luck. Um, he's like, no, nah, it's not so good because the house burned down. They're like, oh, bad luck. And he's like, oh, it's not so bad luck. The mother-in-law burned down with it. <laughs> And they're like, oh, good luck, right? So it's a, it's kind of humorous, but you know, it serves the point. We don't always know, and sometimes things that are, you know, bad or good. Like I already said, you know, the story of Joseph. I also mentioned in the reflection, um, in the Old Testament of the Scriptures, talk about this story of this young man who's the youngest brother, who's the apple of his father's eye, and you know, the father doesn't do such a great job. He favors Joseph big time, buys Joseph this beautiful coat. The brothers get jealous and they're like, oh yeah, this guy I think he's a hotshot. Joseph has a dream and he says, hey, in my dream, you're all going to be worshiping and bowing down to me. These brothers are like, oh yeah, you think you're so great? We're going to throw this, we're going to get rid of this guy and kill him. And then they say, hey, maybe we can make some money off this chump. Let's sell him into slavery. Now, slavery, I think we can all agree, is not something anybody wants. Uh, It's not good. Uh, So that would definitely be a very, very, very bad luck, going back to that story. But if he didn't go through that, Joseph, if you read more about the story, he eventually becomes Prince of Egypt. And if he had not gone through that path, he would have never become Prince of Egypt. So, you know, our story is like a movie. Our lives are like a movie. Any good movie, Braveheart, I don't know why that popped in my head. There's a lot of beautiful movies. But you have these climax, and then you have this resolve, and a great resolve, hopefully. But you can't just stop the movie at the moment of a bad climax where there's a lot of tension or if something really goes bad for your um, main actor because you got to allow the good things to happen, too. So, anyways, what do you think, Catalina? What do you think of that?
1: No, I agree. I think it's great. And I think it's a really important reminder that sometimes there are things in life that are really hard to take. But I think even if our listeners could think back, they could think of things that were really difficult initially to accept and kind of like, you know, swallowing sand maybe. But uh, were really, really incredible um. after they got through the tough part. And, uh, you know, those sometimes are the best blessings that God has in mind for us is that they're even harder for us to accept because we think they're not a blessing at all. We think he's giving us a, a you know, a, a bad luck or whatever. Um. You know, just something else that popped in my mind too was, you know, in the scripture it says God's ways are not our ways. And mm. so, again, remembering that, everything that God brings down the pipeline for us is good and I think is beautiful and there's goodness and there There's beauty in it even when it's hard to see It's not that the thing itself is awful or that there's nothing good that can come of it But that maybe we are having a difficult time seeing through the forest through the trees, so to speak um, You know something else that I love that I, I also believe <clears throat> is that you know if God is really God and he's all-powerful that means that he can even turn our mistakes into something good, which sometimes can also seem like impossible things that could never be good luck, but wind up actually being really, really incredible. And I believe that not only can he bring good out of them, but he can actually bring better ending out of our lives because of the mistakes that we made than we would have had if we had not made any mistakes. As long as we Turn back to him and and give him the opportunity to work in our life, but uh, I just yeah I think there's a lot of hope in this and and it's really important to remember that right now because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world that it's hard to think of God's blessings going around.
0: <laughs> no, that's great, Catalina, and you know you bring up that scripture verse is another one. God works all things for good, which is another beautiful one that ties right in. And you reminded me, I remember being at a business conference one time, and someone said this line. He said, imagine if you had a beautiful life, but you didn't know it. He said, that's what happens when we get stuck in our own head, when we get stuck in resentment, we get stuck in bitterness, we get stuck in past, um, you know, anger, whatever it happens to be. We have this capacity as human beings to get stuck. And we can fail to see the beauty that's in our lives. Imagine if you had a beautiful life and you did not know it. That happens to people a lot and to various and larger degrees. I know in my own life, I had so many beautiful things, but I was stuck on a few things not going well. And it discolored and it kind of shaded my glasses from seeing anything else. And so I was stuck in the dark. And so... I think a cure to that is gratitude, you know. Gratitude can help us see the blessings, even when we get those curveballs in life that don't seem so great, the seemingly bad, and trusting through the storm. We can go, we're going to go through storms. We're going to have curveballs, but it doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. Catalina often talks about a time in her life where she went through some trials and people would say, oh, you're going through the dark night of the soul. And, you know, I think we both, she and I have a love-hate relationship with that word. Um, Catalina, you want to talk a little bit about what's not so great about that idea for you, dark night of the soul? <laughs> if not, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh... But I remember like we would say, to just refresh your memory, You know, like some people, like you're just going through the dark night of the soul. It's like, yeah, I'm going through the dark night of the soul, but there's things I can do to take care of myself. I don't have to stay stuck in the dark night of the soul, or I can make going through that dark night much more palatable, right? Like if I'm going through a dark room, I can get a flashlight, right? Like there's things we can do to make it easier. We don't have to make it miserable and you don't have to stay in depression just because it's a tougher time. You can flip it. You know, sometimes I like to do that, like flip it. I remember I had a friend, he would always complain about things. And he would call me and then finally, no matter what he said, I would say, that's that's great. He's like, yeah, I'm my boss. I go, that's amazing. You know, I go, wow, it gives you a great opportunity to trust in your higher power. Like, you know, there's so many different things. But yeah. here. I'm well, going I think
1: on. there's always blessings and... It's easy to forget that when life feels tough. And I agree with you 100% that I think the practice of gratitude is one of the ways that you can see the blessings in life. You know, um, it's uh, what part of the Beatitudes that talks about, you know, seeing the face of God. And although that could mean when you die, I think that can also mean here on earth that seeing God in creation, that seeing God in your fellow man and fellow human and you know friends and coworkers and whoever you run into I think having that attitude of gratitude gives you the ability to see um God and the beauty of God in other people because I think there's everyone has goodness no matter how crazy you are maybe no no matter how icky of a screwed up person you are there's nobody who's a hundred percent bad. There's nobody who hasn't done one single good thing in their life. So I think that we can focus on everything that's negative, which we have an endless, endless, endless list of stuff, or we can focus on what's positive that actually scientifically proves that, uh, you know, has been proven that can, it can change your whole perspective on life. It can actually help you in release serotonin and endorphins by focusing on that because you feel like life is positive and, uh, You know, there's a book um, by uh, Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meeting, which is about a guy who, um, a Jewish man who is uh, taken to Auschwitz. And basically, it's his story of how he survived Auschwitz. But, you know, really looking for the positive is a huge part of why he survived and other people didn't. So it's just, it's, it's, you can't, I mean, this is a guy who was in the middle of a concentration camp where people were being mass murdered and tortured and all sorts of, horrific things, but even in that, he looked for the positive and and he talks about why he survived and why other people who physically were in better condition than he was, didn't. And it was because that despair, you just kind of give up. And it's funny, because there's even studies of people, when you're old, having um, pets, you actually live longer. Because again, there's something that brings you joy. So positivity, thinking about the positive, looking for the gifts in life, looking for the good things in life, there's, it does psychologically change you and it improves your quality of life. So it's not just makes you a more pleasant person to be around because you're not that complaining, miserable person that dumps on everybody, but you're actually genuinely happier. And sometimes it takes a little practice because everybody has days where it's tough to see the positive, but It's it pays off. It pays dividends. Um, You know, I think it's important to even imperfectly to try your best to do it. And I think this again, this quote just kind of ties back to not only are you being positive about the little things in life, but sometimes those things that you're having such a hard time accepting turn out to be some of the best things that could ever happen to you. Like the best things that ever happened to you if you had all the wishes in the entire world. And I truly believe that. And I've experienced that in my own life. So, yeah.
0: So beautiful, Catalina. And I love that you use the word practice. As a matter of fact, I wrote that word down because I was saying you mentioned attitude of gratitude. How do you get an attitude of gratitude if you don't have it? You get it by practicing. By practicing counting your blessings by practicing thinking about all the things you're grateful for on a daily basis, on a moment by moment basis. I often say to people who have some kind of suffering, especially if they're more depressed, resentful, whatever it is, I tell them overdose, OD on gratitude, OD on acceptance, radical gratitude is the goal, radical acceptance and never thinking you can exhaust it enough. Trust me. Try me on that. Try me on that. Practice, practice, practice. How did we learn how to write a sentence? Well, we practiced when we were little kids, but we had to first learn the ABCs and then we had to do a word and then we had to do a sentence and then we did a a paragraph and then we did an essay. You know, we got to practice these things. They don't just happen magically. And sometimes if you're a thick headed person like me, you could just miss the simple things like gratitude. Just miss it, you know, or you just kind of say, oh, yeah, gratitude. And you move on. It's like, no, practice that. Um, so Oprah has a thing. She says, the things I definitely know are true. What do I know for sure? Well, I'll tell you one of a couple things I know for sure right now. Gratitude and acceptance practiced works for sure. And I challenge anyone to try that. Um, the other thing Catalina mentioned beautiful was the Beatitudes. I love, love, love the Beatitudes and Catalina, I'm putting us both on the hook because in our one of our past quotes, we talked about Corinthians. You brought up, um, I think it was 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind. And I mentioned on that podcast that we need to break that down, and we will. So I'm putting us on the hook, Catalina. Get ready. Get yourself ready for the Beatitudes and for the 1 Corinthians for us to break that down in future episodes whether on this podcast or one of our other podcasts but I definitely want to do that because I think it's just worth it and there's just a lot of beautiful stuff that uh, we both have learned through those that have helped us tremendously and it'd be beautiful to share with others and get their interaction and their experience and you know on it as well so I can tell you're raring to go Catalina so what else you got brewing oh
1: this is good I think this, this is
0: very good I think we did it yep
1: I think right so.
0: thanks so much please give us some feedback And let us know what you related to, what you didn't relate to, what you find in your own experience. We don't have all the answers, as we always say. We're so grateful for our listeners, and we thank you. Adios. Thank you for taking another step in the Serenity Centering journey. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. Until the next episode, make sure you enjoy each step of the journey. Peace.